Hey everyone, do you love our theme song as much as I do? I hope so. If you do, please show some love to the band who wrote and performed it, Remember Jones. Their debut album, Ladies and Gentlemen, Remember Jones, is on iTunes and Spotify, and I urge you to give it a listen. I've seen them perform many a time, and it is such a unique experience. They're also debuting a new EP very soon, so please keep your eyes peeled for that. You can find out more about them and the new EP at Remember Jones on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, enjoy the show. Loud and curious, big, mysterious, not too fast or furious. Are you experienced? Are you serious? Loud and curious, loud and curious, loud and curious. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Loud and Curious with Chris Rosa. I am here with two women, both named Amy. Um, the first is Amy Camacho. If you listen to 100% with Serena and Chris, you know her from um, a lot of my episodes. No, you were on it like multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Um, she, Amy and I went to college together. Um, she is a television producer like I am. She is um, also going to be married um, in December. Yeah, R.I.P. to me. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Take it from the old married lady at the You're table. so kind. <laughs> it's actually, like, it's good. It's just the beginning. No, I'm definitely excited. Kind of, I'm moving to Pennsylvania from New York, so kind of bittersweet, but I'm definitely excited. Ding dong. I'm excited for you, too. Thank I'm excited you. to decorate yeah. your house for you. Oh, yeah, yeah I move yeah, yeah. into a house in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, the, That's the best be weird. part of getting married is all the free home stuff. Like register for everything that you could ever think of, like the yes. wine fridge, like oh. gifting. Like, remember, my dad was crowdsource like, oh, the, the, those the, gifts, baby. Like you buy things and put things on your registry, or you're gonna get really horrible towels. Oh, I will do that. You could have life. the problem that my dad had that um, where like when the power went out, the the temperature switched in the wine fridge, so the reds were too cold and the cold oh, the whites were not cold enough. What a tragedy! And it was it like was a, tra- a family tragedy. <laughs> that that guy, talk no, about like, R.I.P. No. Like, <laughs> It really was. <laughs> it might be a tragedy. And I even was like, you know what, Daddy? So that's why I, the wine's I, too I, cold. I thought that this red was too cold, but I, you know what? I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want you to be upset. <laughs> oh, God. That's um, why the wine's too red. cold, Lori. And so, yeah, no. <laughs> met my dad for the first time. I was like, your dad's accent is like hilarious. And I was I like, he doesn't, I was like, he doesn't even have an accent. Okay, but like, he's like, the pruners. Yes. Where, <laughs> where we're, are the pruners? We're talking about stuff that like... <laughs> So the other Amy we have at the table, she self she describes herself as an old married lady, um, is Amy Shea Jacobs. She you may have seen her on The Real Housewives of New York City Ooh, yeah. as Bethany's party planner for many a skinny girl event, um, which is where we first met. Yes. Um, and and Amy runs Chandelier Events. It is a party planning company, correct? Yes, we call it a boutique event and experiential design firm. So we do Amazing. planning, production, um, every event you could ever think of. Small, intimate gatherings to crazy big affairs for 1,200 people, um, experiential events for brands like Skinny Girl and Bethany. And we just did a huge opening for um, the Institute of Culinary Education and really fun stuff. If there's an event, we do it. Yeah. Um, bar mitzvahs. Oh yes, very big. Oh, and like no, like big beyond. Like your Instagram during like bar mitzvah season is like insanity because it's like beyond. people with like 
no limit like no it's budget New Jersey, like, mind you well like, new york most of oh, even though new i live york, in yes. new jersey i have jersey clients but most of my clients are in manhattan oh gosh i can't even imagine no it's we're talking like old bubble. like old jewish new york money and like no budget well, there's always a budget. No, but like <laughs> you, me and you would know. I make you, it look you like and there's I, no budget. Yeah, you and I would think that there was no budget because yeah, it's like absolutely. these insane. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like but, I've been to South Jersey bought mitzvahs and those I thought had no budget. I can only imagine. No, they're like full on brand launches for 13 year olds. No, literally. No, literally. Like with branding and like, logos and like, like everything. Kind of, not quite sponsors, but really. Basically. Full like AV, you know blowouts that you would oh see at God. the upfronts like that's <laughs> no like legit no like yeah. like yes yeah like could be, could it. it be a gala and i'm like, planning my own like, for next year so we can talk about what i'm gonna do oh oh that's exciting although how i suddenly i might look like i'm 22 but my son's 11 <laughs> so oh. i had him when i was three Right, yeah. copy, that that. copy that. Child yeah. bride, child, nice. bride. child bride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, child pregnancy. Yeah, not teen, teen. I, I, <laughs> child pregnancy. I love it when people think I'm the intern. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so anyway, yeah. I have so Amy Camacho, my sister in Mary. She, yes. um, she is going to help me interview you a little bit about awesome. how you got to where you were. I know that you've worked in television for a long time. Yes. Um. So we want to, we're going to ask you questions about that. And then once we're done with that, Amy is going to ask you um, wedding questions, wedding Help related me. questions. Awesome. How should I do this advice? I'll obviously chime in, but yeah. Um, don't you have mm-hmm. some jobs involved with this wedding too, Chris? Oh the, yes. Oh yeah. I'm in asked. the wedding party. Yeah. So I guess okay. I should like one ask of my questions. I know. No, he's the man mm-hmm. of honor. That's what we can call him. Maybe. Oh, sure. Brides, yeah. Brides yeah. Man, That's what we'll call man him. Man of honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's so, do this. Um, where so you grew up where I, we're throwing it all the way back and then oh, we'll quickly yeah, go see. through okay, yeah. so i was born on halloween in 1977 wow. if you can believe it that's wow. crazy right wow. um so that was just the beginning of my love affair with big bashes you know i came out of the womb straight into costume parties um but my background, you know, it's, I didn't go to wedding planning school. Um, in fact, I never took a business class in my life. Um, I majored in international studies, which essentially was like majoring in media and all the isms in the world. Yeah. So all the stuff that we're dealing with right this moment and this time with this government, I studied that. Um, but who knew we'd be here? And Where did you go to school? I went to UNC Chapel Hill. Oh, lovely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a little known fact about me. I'm a double major in opera. So <gasps> I really sing. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Can we please? I did not know Hence that. why I've spent like 20 years of my life on a stage before I started producing television on the back end. So Wait, do you like want to come to karaoke? I mean, we're, yeah, I we're love like karaoke. Need you to and I really need karaoke. <laughs> listen, I really would love to come to karaoke. It's her like, birthday on May 5th. Yeah, we're going. So the next day. Cinco if going I don't, to karaoke? Or yes. Is that what we're doing? Cinco yeah. de Macho. Cinco we're de going macho. to karaoke. Do you have t-shirts? Yeah. You need t-shirts. No, but we should. I we mean, should like maybe I mean, we can plan your whole party right now. We can just Cinco de Macho. Of course. You need t-shirts. You need like mics that we vinyl with your logo. You need a logo. I need a logo and I need like a sequin microphone. Yeah, You're I absolutely think, right. We need to bedazzle microphone. Like that time you. whenever, remember whenever Barbara Streisand went on Oprah oh, and Barbara she was Streisand's like, who could and she was literally like, she was like, where did you, and Oprah like, she like performed in like an all white outfit and oh, had, yes. or like cream and had like Always. a cream microphone. Yeah. And she was like, and, and, and they like very. sit down afterwards and she's like, and Oprah's like, where did you get that cream microphone? And she's like, oh, well I just had one of my assistants like paint yours. And Oprah was like, um, what? 
probably like, the only person on the planet that Oprah would be with allow. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like no. having been on the show, <laughs> having produced stuff, uh, that that. You know, you have to be Barbara Streisand yeah. to paint one of her microphones. Such a great moment. Totally. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. No. So I double majored in music um, and performance and international studies and graduated in 1999, which is like during the dot com boom. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know, even know how old you two were, but um, probably maybe in middle school at the time. No. Well. Younger, Younger. Yeah. See? Um, yeah. So w- one of the most valuable classes, and I kid you not that I took in college, um, was my senior year. And no joke, the title of it was How to Search the Internet. <laughs> 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 it was journalism <laughs> 53, J-O-M-C 53. Like mo- a class oh. on something that we do v- without even thinking without every day. Even oh, we were day. still on dial-up. You know, like oh, we had noise. emails. AOL was like all there was. Yeah. Before that, it was like Alta Vista Prodigy. I had a MacBook that like, I don't know, could sink, you know, a ship. It was so heavy. <laughs> um, and I took, you know, a lot of great classes, but I never took a business class in college. I took classes like cultural anthropology and philosophy. Great. Yeah. And, Amazing. Do what you love. You know, singing great arias. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> I would yeah, and you were like amazing. performing. Like, yeah, all the I time. mean, you can perform. So yeah, well, you know, you yeah get up there and it's all smoke and mirrors. What more of a thrill is there? No, yeah, oh, we'll eventually. Yeah, mm-hmm. Evita is my like my jam. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about Lamez? <laughs> oh, do you? No, um, so anyhow, I digress. So I, I came back from North Carolina, like kicking and screaming, thinking that. You know, I was coming back to New York City, but gone were the days of, you know, raging um, on Franklin Street with bourbon and having a great time. Um, Even though I I was a super nerd, I like to go out and have a great time. And I came back and I was like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my dual degree in international studies and music? Um, and touring naturally, Europe. tore up Europe and singing. <laughs> yes, touring Europe. <laughs> why I? Why know, was this? Why did I you have this then, question? What I know now. Why did you have this question? <laughs> like, I don't understand what other. Path I didn't have a producer. There was that was my problem. <laughs> so um, there is, and, and I really needed to put food on my table because my parents were not paying for my apartment in New York City. Sure. So I um, lived back in my parents' house in New Jersey, Central New Jersey. I went and grew up in Marlboro. Um, I went to sure. high school in Freehold. I'm from Marlton. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Jersey Free. The boss. Yeah, the boss. Um, not to be confused with the Bears, but the boss. <laughs> I love him. So, I came back from school, and naturally, I got a job um, in PR, hawking Vaseline and Thermosilk, which you don't even know what Thermosilk is. Yes, we no, do. No, but I, I, I mean, I love Vaseline, so okay, thank you so for your work. <laughs> Actually, it was really awesome. I, I started in a small boutique PR firm. I, you know, it was really where I, um, in my millennial years, had to, you know, I'd written a 150-page thesis on you know, social activism. And then they were like, here's a glue stick and some scissors. Would you like to cut and paste all these great placements so we can show the clients? So, you know, it was very humbling. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. It was exciting. I, it, I worked with a lot of amazing women that I still keep in touch with. Thank God for Facebook. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. And I, I really learned like the tricks of the trade in, you know, PA style, as they say. Um, and 
learned about PR. I didn't even know what PR was. Yeah. I just thought it sounded exciting. I loved magazines. I used to sit in college, like dreaming of being a writer. I used to email Jane Magazine. I don't know if oh. you know Jane. If there was anybody is. on the other side of that email in 1999, probably not. <laughs> there was some like guy sitting there being like, who is this crazy lady emailing me um, every day? So I went to work um, in a PR company. Um, and about a year into that, um, I really was interested in writing. And the internet was the blogs of the time. Like websites were first having their own URLs, like when I first got it started. We yeah. take it for granted because everybody can like go on Wix or Squarespace yes. and get your own URL. I did it the other day, day for this podcast. I <laughs> could do it right now yep. in 30 seconds. Yep. What do you want to launch? But back then, you know, no one had them. And so... Um, it was really an exciting time, but there were no rules at all. Um, but it was very editorially driven. It was very entrepreneurial. Um, and somebody knew somebody and they and they were like, you know, there's this great company called the knot. And when I was using my glue stick and scissors, pasting up clips on thermos, silk and Vaseline, I started to see things coming in from the knot. And I was wow. like, this is really cool. This sounds awesome. I'm totally this, this speaks to me, like this kind of writing, and I was really fascinated, hence my class on how to search the internet was, you know, really relevant Paying off. at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, great school, rah, rah. So I ended up interviewing at The Knot. Um, they were like six months after they went public. They oh, wow. were maybe in their first 100 employees, the PR department. There was no advertising budget. There was no budget. Like, basically, it was like working on a pilot. Where yeah, like you have no idea where you're, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, you're like, there's no money. It's all about contacts. It's all about this exciting new medium. I guess, you know, like what reality TV would be now um, or even at the beginning of reality TV. Mm -hmm. It was like that back then. Um, but they, you know, the founders of The Knot um, had all gone to NYU film school and they really understood really? what it meant to build a brand. So I look at my time at The Knot as kind of um, my unofficial MBA. It's really yeah. where I learned like feet to the fire, how to um, build something from nothing. And that's what they did. And they were totally fearless. They totally, they were like, oh, you want to have, you know, a promotional partnership with Entertainment Weekly where we're promoting um, Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and you get our magazine and your movie and we'll come and make a cartoon, you know, of, of The Knot and Carly and we were doing these crazy things, you know, we were on The Apprentice, you know, it was, it was really an exciting time and there was a lot of interest. So it was, what kind is of, it, sorry, yeah. what is it at this time? Like at the knot now, first of all, explain what the knot is oh, sure. for people that don't the know. The knot is essentially like the Google, like Google of weddings. I mean, it's like yeah. Amazon. Of you weddings. would register. It's like Alexa, you basically register. You'd basically just like register. Oh, yes. Here we go. Hi oh. Alexa. Oh, oh uh -oh. no. Oh, she didn't. Go to good. sleep. Jesus. Oh, Christ. great. I'm glad. We'll I scream you. at her every day. You can ask my roommate. I'm literally like, oh, turn the fucking you lights on. Like, Wait, you have no idea. I prank my husband with Alexa all the time. I'll yeah. tell you how. You can totally yeah. do it through your roommate. Amazing. So okay. um, but what the knot right now, has it's 20 years in. It's become like the number one planning mm -hmm. destination for weddings. But it's not just registry. It's like everything you could ever need. And then some, you could book all of your vendors. You can find everything that you would ever want. And they're a real tastemaker. And, and they have millions upon millions of people. I mean, at the time, they're, they're, they were the first wedding website. Yeah. So um, there was nothing out there. What was out there were like 
Brides magazine, which I loved. But at the time, Brides was like a really thick book and, you know, of tons of advertisers and goofy dresses that might not appeal to everybody. And it was very like the not really wanted to um, give use the Internet to make it easier. Like there's just it was such an archaic way of doing something. Um, and so my role there was to help them cultivate like a voice that was different, a voice that appealed to modern couples, a voice that appealed to gay couples, a voice that appealed to mixed race couples, a voice that appealed to couples who marry their cats, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, it was really what it and happens. The, and the tagline was weddings for the real world. So while I'm there, you know, I'm young, I'm 22 years old. I happened to meet my husband at the time. Sure. Um, sure. The day I accepted my job at The Knot is when I met him. Are you um, serious? How yeah. did you meet him? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I'll tell you how we met in just one minute. Oh, yeah. It's um, going to be good. It's, I met him in a bar. It's not that exciting. Oh, okay. But <laughs> we're married a long time. Uh, he says we met like when I floated down on a half clamshell. So he, he, <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. So, um, in any event, like I really was, you know, I knew nothing about weddings. I was 22 years old. But yeah. what girl, do, like at the time, the wedding story was the Real Housewives of the day. So I had spent four years of college watching the wedding story every day at three o'clock on TLC because that was reality TV then. Um, and I was really interested in it. And it was fun. Like who didn't love flowers and cake yeah. and food and dresses and like a 22 year old girl's dream come true is that job and then on the flip side it was also like a business in the making in yeah its like it was and it was like it was in like a i don't want to say white space because that's not it was, really what it, it was really it was really was canvas. but like but it was like it was there was no rules it's how virtual reality is now 100%. like right now in virtual reality everyone is just running in different directions and they're 100%. like which one of these things is going to be what what the medium becomes oh we threw and tons like, of spaghetti yeah. at the wall to see what stuck but i will tell you the one thing that i learned in pr when i first started and what i learned at the knot and what my philosophy is was always like you have to have a really strong story and if you know your story and you know your DNA, and this is totally translates to what I do at Chandelier and what I do with events and what my secret sauce is, if you can tell a story and you can tap into um, what, you know, what is the voice of whatever it is that you're doing, everything that every decision and creative decision that you make or business decision, if it, if it like revolves around that nucleus of, of story, then you can do anything. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like that's the Starbucks mentality. I went to school like during the days of Starbucks and Nike and like, you know, that's why Starbucks can sell you anything. They can sell you a unicorn frappuccino and they can come out with a movie On because every street you know corner. their story and, and if it doesn't fit in their story, it doesn't stay. So uh, that is what I learned and really cultivated at the knot. So I, I, and that was probably... 1999, 2000, I joined there. By 2002, like the dot-com world kind of, the bottom fell out. It was like 2008 when the economy fell out. Like there was pets.com that had spent like a million dollars on a Super Bowl ad was like defunct two months later. Yeah. It was like the worst. And, and I was working for a company where I was young. I was eager. I was inexpensive now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they could literally say, I was like, you know, moldable. They could be like, we want to be on TV. And I'd be like, I've never pitched TV before, but okay, I can do that. You know, yeah. like that's still how I am. You have to have a little bit of that. Um, I can do that to do any of our jobs at this table. Absolutely. And that's the producer in us. That's mm -hmm. the maker in us. That's the, when I look at, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show and I see, 
you know, Lady Gaga and a bunch of drones. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. So yeah. that's how that's like yeah. what I tell the like we were just doing it. We do a thing like with our college where they we talk to like a lot the, the alumni talk to the seniors that mm-hmm. are like going to be coming mm-hmm. in like f- trying to find PA jobs. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, do it for the experience If they pay you like literally like obviously don't get paid like nothing. But like if but they're like, paying you like a hundred and fifty like. Like if you're getting that $150 a day, like do everything, go work on jobs, yes. go yeah. to a different place every single day, yes. work on something for two weeks and then go to something else for two weeks. Like don't get a full-time job right now. No. Mm-hmm. Go work on as many things as you can in the amount of the shortest amount of time because right now you don't give a shit about having nice towels or a nice, or a nice no, bedding. Experience yeah. like, is go money sleep on your friend's couch, mm-hmm. couch and go on every single job that you can. I mean, it really is this. Like I think people graduate and they think it's an instant two week, every two week to direct deposit. But it's not. I no. mean, you're working. I mean, I have. I say all the time, I work harder than I ever have before, and work more than I ever have before. But it's the experience that is the difference. It's yeah. you know that's why I'm doing things that I love. So anyway, I started pitching television because they wanted to be on TV, and we had the Today Show wedding. So at the same time that you know, like the internet falls out, we still have these amazing opportunities, and we knew with no advertising budget. How are we going to become a household name? And so, and there were, you know, there, when I was there, reality shows started to kind of pop up yeah. and I was involved in no, that was like the time to come out yeah, with them. So like my big celebrity wedding, I was involved in pitching that, you know, um, on the style network and, you know, bridezillas. I remember when that whole thing happened, it was like this, you know, nightmare on a production side. Um, but it was about creating that connection with your consumer and becoming a household name um, and thereby getting getting your voice out there, getting your tool out there, making people feel like you understand them and they had a place to go. And so um, it became, you know, we did traditional press and we did, you know, magazine articles and we did all sorts of things. But um, my job, you know, involved like the full Monty. So it was like establishing the relationships with the producers um many of which are clients and friends of mine today all these years <laughs> later um i know that's then, it. don't burn bridges that's the other no, thing i tell people all the time never burn a bridge ever oh ever God. in your life never mm-hmm. in your life because you never know um it, what will come back every, every yep. day every minute of my day something comes out of relationships that i've had for 20 years so um i you know and and tv loves weddings I mean, it's like sweeps it's heaven. Oh, absolutely. Thing. It's it just is a perfect like, thing. you know, and at the time it was like November sweeps. There's going to be a wedding series. Yep. It's summer when there's no other content. There's going to be a wedding series. And at the time, um, and I just met with this executive producer who was working with Jeff Zucker at the Today Show way back when, when I was like two years old. Um and she was the one who was like, we need to fill up the summer with content. Everyone's obsessed with the internet. We need to get sponsors. Let's have a wedding series where everybody votes on. It was a crowdsourced wedding wait like a million years ago. And so my job was to work with them on helping to produce all of these segments week to week. So, you know, everybody in America could vote on which dress, the ball gown, princess dress always won of it did not it did. matter no, you could be on a beach in anguilla and that satin ball gown that weighs 400 pounds oh would win God, what a nightmare um but it, yeah, then, is that what you're getting damn half of your dress absolutely not exactly. <laughs> yeah you don't really strike me as the um no. but the first of all i would be swallowed <laughs> yeah. i'm not the largest person so like no 
Not your thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's where I started to like literally create content and start planning the segments. I'd bring the dresses in. I'd hire the models. It was like a one, you know, like we were a one-stop shop. And so um, I was calling in cakes. I was, you know, coming up with whole floral centerpieces here in a PR job. And so... Um, I was coming up with invitation copy and planning all these weddings. And then I also, you know, one thing led to another. And so people started to call us and they would call me because I essentially wrote all the talking points <laughs> for everybody who was doing this on the show. Mm-hmm. So um, it was and then showed up to produce it in live television in seven minutes, which is a long segment in like two days because that would be my deadline because yeah. they would call me and they'd be like, we need to do this segment in 30 hours. Can you make it happen? No problem. So, um, I also planned the and well, I pitched and then ended up subsequently planning the fantasy weddings of each of the hosts on the View, where I had a great relationship. Oh so I God. pretty much I planned Star Jones's wedding before there was a Star Jones wedding um, <laughs> on the show. I planned a wedding where Barbara Walters decided she wanted to marry M- Michael Bloomberg in. Um, Babs. In Gracie Mansion. <laughs> oh, she wore like a Michelle Roth dress that was bedazzled with the Statue of Liberty. And we got her a red <laughs> late in tiara. Um, I'm going to need to see wait, some photos. Wait, I, I, I swear I tell them all the time at the Nod, I'm going to come and find the VHS archive on this because it was on VHS. So, oh, please do. Yes, I will. I promise I'll share it with you. But like the best part of that wedding was that she carried a torch of flowers <laughs> set up a bouquet. Shut the joking. fuck up. I swear. Wait, where is, can I find this, this on the internet the anywhere? Yes, I hope we can find it on the internet. I mean, this is pre-Google still. Like, this is like yeah. in the this is in the nether regions of the internet. But I really feel like I could do like yeah. a like a where are they now? You know. And oh, so the, all of these opportunities are coming out of you getting in on the ground level of something that that was like going to be big. It was going to be big. I think we always assumed that we were bigger than we were you know like if you look at it we're yeah. like oh my god we're like the best thing ever and it was an uphill battle but it was it was awesome because at a very young age I was exposed to like the C-level executives like of the company who were going out there and, and saying oh le- we need to put together a advertising campaign for Kohl's and let's all get together in, in a room in like of our creative brain trust and there we have a amazing sponsored program with bridal bingo like that we created with technology so it was a really cool time um i ended up getting a lot of just collateral knowledge out of it yeah um contacts like super amazing contacts not just in the media but also like across america i was planning events like in lots of places so i know you know the folks that own kleinfeld say yes to the dress like I they were at my wedding like way back when when they were in Brooklyn. Yeah. Wow. So my my relationships in weddings are really deep and really wide um, and not just weddings, events in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I worked on TV sets, my knowledge is super and, and my approach is super logistical. It's super. Yeah, techni- like nope, it is lots of tech. There's lots of AV. There's you know, you can't get I, I say you can't often give me a deadline that I can't, you know, meet even under a little bit of like duress. Because I was often given deadlines, like I once was asked to have 150 dresses, um, $10,000 worth of cakes, and you know a truck worth of pressed belly flowers in Chicago at Oprah, and they called me at home on a Sunday, and they wanted it there by Tuesday. So you can't, you know, 
and there we were and we made it happen. And yeah. so I can literally plan an event. I could plan a wedding and have planned weddings in a matter of days. And I, I, I can plan something over 16 months. But the other collateral um, or incidental collection of knowledge um, was really learning how to build a business. Like how to yeah. be MacGyver. Without, it, be, be really without it being your business. Like mm-hmm. you were building another business. I didn't a different even business. know that yeah. I was part learning of this. the nerve center uh, and getting my MBA essentially <laughs> on the ground. Because when it came to, when it, it's even running my own business. I've been in business on my own for, um, it'll be like 11 years soon. And, and knowing that in that business, I learned that, you know, businesses don't even get out of their babyhood until seven years. Now that I'm in that stage, I uh, honestly 100% agree with that. Like my business totally took a different course, like after the seven year mark, because I had the experience, I had built the contacts, you know, still today, it still changes every single day. People are Mm -hmm. discovering me like I, like I launched my business yesterday. Um, And so that's really exciting. And I, I look at, I look at events in, you know, three ways. And even with this New York public library event, like for me, I'm really super sensible and I like to be super tasteful, but I also, all my events, they all look super different. Like they're always going to be the same taste level, but I could be like super duper white, 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 not a curly Q uh, to be seen event for one event or one couple. And that's a reflection of how they live in their lives. And then the next breath, I could be like in a barn with, you know, wood tables and foraged meals and <laughs> flowers to the floor. And then in the next breath, I could be at the library doing something super classic, like super black tie, but it's always for me, super focused on the couple like or whatever story we're trying to tell which is what kind of goes back to my approach and why I call my business chandelier which is essentially my metaphor for telling a story it's like you hang a chandelier and you can create something from nothing Um, I could make an airplane hanger look like the plaza you know it's all in the art of hanging a chandelier wow how great is that wasn't expecting Mm. that that's great yeah you also it's also good because you it, it was also just so great for us because we didn't have to like explain how television worked to you at all. Right. So it's like, <laughs> like you already knew all of the problematic things and they were already fixed before we even had the conversation. So that's always yeah. a blessing whenever like you can look at things in the sense of how a producer does. Well, I think what's interesting, it's all about the details. Like yeah. everything I do is always super editorial because even in, you know, my photographers and, you know, video teams know that when they work with me I'm going to be like okay so I set up the shot I need you to stand on the chair um I need to get an aerial shot and we need this because you're going to need it in the post like I know how to produce them so like and I also know how to plan an event because you know as we all do at this table you can plan 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 and check off every single box it doesn't matter and inevitably like something that you could never possibly imagine will happen and so you have you have to be able to have all your ducks in a row have your team have the right team in place so that everybody's doing what they have to do to get it done but knowing that there's going to be some crazy moment that we're going to have to like, and it happens every time. And, and you just know, like sometimes you're going to be, you know, dealing with getting, you know, your Mama Fuku, um, cake out of, you know, out of Mama Fuku bakery when they won't hand it to your assistant. And, you know, it's like whatever it takes 
you have to like climb over the counter and you just got to make it happen or yeah yeah can um, you think of any other big mishaps uh, that you've had to yeah i once had to fix yes i my favorite story um and i don't even know if the bride knows this because i've never talked about it publicly <laughs> um but she's in media and she'll love the story now so i planned this amazing wedding and we had aerialists at the wedding amazing wow should, should get that for yours you should. It's, uh, yeah because everybody needs an aerialist at the wedding Copy. and it was outside um, in the most gorgeous, gorgeous place. But the trees out there were like 80 feet tall and the property was so massive. It was gorgeous. So when I got there and I saw the rig, which was still 40 feet high, it looked like a swing set. And I was like, oh my God, this is never like the perspective of the trees. And we had like two hours before the bride was going to show up and, I, and she spent serious money to have these aerialists be the very first thing. Wait, that so what is the guests. what is the thing? Are they on, are they they're hanging on from rig. the tree or like no, just there's like, like a, a crane, metal rig, like a crane thing, like a crane thing? Um, but when you have an eighty foot tree, your forty foot rig looks, looks like, like a, a little set, yeah, like a rinky dinky like chode, swing yeah. set. Like like there's it was a total want want. And yeah, I was yeah. Like, this is the moment that every yeah, like, like fuck, all of her yeah. guests are gonna roll up in their Rolls Royces to this like five diamonds you know yeah like bajillion dollar Richard wedding Branson bajillion dollar wedding and see a swing set and I'm like this bride is definitely not yeah. gonna be okay with this Yikes. and I know she's also in media I was like all right well you know this is what we got to do and I said to my team and they all know this and the vendors that brought that in I was like we gotta get a new rig we gotta get a new rig like soon and they were like um I don't know where we're getting a new rig this is like the rig yeah like and I was like no we're getting a new rig I'm like, this looks like a swing set. Like, not even yeah, like, possible. Actually, I used, like, you know, a lesser term than a swing set. I was like, this looks like a sex swing. Like, we need yeah, to get this out of yeah, here. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. And so they were like, uh, and I am, like, super laid back person. People tell me I'm super calm. My husband might disagree. But I I was being pretty stern about it. No, I've seen like, you in action. Is, yeah, You're, you are I'm very, very calm. Like, yes. I, but no, I'm you also are. like super Scorpio in yeah. my work. So I just don't accept no for an answer. And because I know there's always an answer. Yeah. That's that's why I'm not, you know, I'm never going to rage unless someone really crosses my client. But where I know there's going to be a way to fix something, I'm never going to let it fly. And sometimes you can't. But in this instance, I was like, this is not going to happen. Because the very first moment can set the entire tone yeah. for the rest Absolutely. of the day. And like it's like all their rich friends are gonna be like, Oh, she didn't have enough money to like mm. skim for Ooh, the seventy seventy million dollar ring. It, like, it's not even about the money. No, like you, it's just like, you know what, you spend so much time and so much because for me, I don't come at it from a place of being lavish. I mm -hmm. come at a wedding from a place of or any event from a place of like deliberately making creative decisions that you want to have on in that five hours of your day and so when something's not quite right it's disappointing and yeah. you want to be yeah. disappointed on your wedding day or like divert your focus from the what's really a, this is about so hence here I am saying we need to get a new rig um at which point they were like okay you're you're crazy I was like no we're getting a new rig an hour and a half later they had a new rig that was twice as tall from a circus school Ooh, amazing being set up and you had 30 minutes left before the bride oh, oh, was going to yes. show. So thank God I'm on like 500 acres of property and I'm calling <laughs> down to the my photographer and I'm like, listen, 
I need you to milk this portrait shoot. Like take her everywhere. Where, yeah, like do like yeah. take her. Have a all sitting over. down <laughs> shot. Have like a up in the tree in the shot. Tree. Like do like a by the by fountain. The river. Yeah, like yeah, like I yeah, was like, like like the kiss shot. The you know like yeah. the veil shot. Use the husband as a prop exactly. in many yes. ways. You know, like, yeah. like get the shot in front of the fans from Rolls Royce. Like we need you to like milk this moment while I get the yeah, like, setup. Stall, 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 stall. I had the entire. The rig is finally set up, and then we still have the old rig, and she has no idea oh. what's going on. And that, so it's big rig, the right rig, and little dinky like swing set rig. So I got, but it was still forty feet tall. Like this yeah, is not so like, like a massive. Small, it was right? like a massive piece of machinery. So it, that, like, like <laughs> throw a tablecloth. So over wait, it. I, and this was a moment where I like I said to myself, and I say this often, I'm like, I wish I had a TV crew. I wish I had a crew here right now because this would make yeah, amazing yeah. television. Yeah. yeah, and yet I can't even reveal this ever happened until all these years later, which now she'll probably laugh about it. So meanwhile, I have, you know, the bride is getting her photographs. I have everybody from this venue. I'm talking like everybody from the doorman, the waiters, to the busser, to the guy who's driving, you know, the limo to the guy who's cleaning the bathrooms. I have everybody and their mother and brother and sister and cousin show up to pick up the old rig, the 40 foot rig and move it like on a movie set around the back of the building. What? It was like being on a Paramount studio. Lot. Shut the fuck up. And we're here. We are. We're like moving this 40 foot rig, picking it up with like 35 oh people all dressed in like their wedding attire, moving the rig around the back of the building. So and she, bye never bye rig. Oh, she never saw it. Doesn't Ooh. even know this happened to this day. Pulls up in her phantom Rolls Royce. Here are our amazing aerialist that she's expecting. Here are the violinists. We have like a champagne and a moose-bouche outside. <laughs> and amazing. hence, here we are. So that's that's one of my stories. No, that's a I good one. I sweat a little bit on that one. Well, we have her on the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> she's pro- She would love this story now. It's like she's far enough away from her wedding. And she might have loved it then, too. But part but like, of you me... Just, no, don't tell her what that. I, you know what? I... Um, when clients and it doesn't even it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter what kind of event it is like I am there to come hell or high water make someone never have to worry about the fact that they have to worry about something that's what I'm there for I take my job super seriously and things happen all the time and the only way and going back to the sleep on as many couches as you can and do as many jobs as you can the only way to be able to be resourceful and recover in the times of grand stress and dire is to have the experience to know like oh wait i just picked up the carpet in the venue and this floor hasn't been washed for 15 years oh we're gonna have to go to linoleum city and buy carpet and just put a new carpet down like and you can do that and it's how you that's the production part that's the stuff like that you got to know how to do on your feet and you have to plan for and budget for in your emergency slush fund because it's going to happen so and you have to let go at a certain yeah, point. No, I mean, no, definitely, yeah. if, if that's not, you know, there are things that are not fixable. And at that point you have to be like, all right. But it's also good to, it's, uh, you go. also need to know, you also need to have the foresight to know, like, we cannot fix this problem. Mm-hmm. So we need to stop even worrying about it yes. because like, oh, I've had that too. Yeah. I mean, I've shown up at weddings that like $500,000 weddings and there's like a street fair out on the street in front of the wedding venue. And we like, and how am I going to fix that? Oh you know, like gosh. I can't like move yeah, a whole street fair. Yeah, no, and like you, yeah. So no. like I'll call the groom, like, all right, so we have, a, and we're not talking like a nice street fair. We're talking like you know socks and arepas. So that, yeah, 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 in front of like a really fancy club mm-hmm. in, on the Upper East Side that shall not be named. So um, sure, 
Yeah. So, I mean, in that instance, there we are. We're moving the valet around the corner. I'm hiring my brother to wear a tuxedo to direct traffic because I need an extra body in 30 minutes. Keep your family close. Yeah. yeah. You know, listen, I paid him well. Um, I pay him in babysitting now. But it, it, it is, it, there's a lot that goes into what planners do. And like we live and I don't really call myself just a planner because I'm very much into the design, like creative director yeah, is kind absolutely. of what, what I am at this point because it's more than just, you know, calling vendors and like ordering things. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and often I'm a, you know, unofficial therapist and oh, absolutely. all that. It's always, you know, and talking to the PR people out there, it's the goodwill to get the good hit always. And that just means like in business, doing things for other people, putting out good karma to the world, like, doing it not to get something back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if you live your life like that, it comes back to you like tenfold because people are like, Oh my God, this person really just genuinely cared about helping me. Yeah. And you're the first person they think of when they're like, Oh wait, I have an opportunity that I can give to them. Okay guys, that's all I have today. But Amy Shea Jacobs will be back very soon to give us all some wedding and party tips, as well as tell us more about how she's gotten to where she is today until next time. Stay curious. This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Krista Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time. On loud and curious, attacking. Well, you're and always like, yeah. growing. Like twelve years ago, I'm at a much different place than I am in my recovery than I am now. Like now, like twelve years ago, like I used to have to stick my face in ice to get rid of a feeling like a trigger, you yeah. know. Or I used to have to call a friend, or I would have to have like somebody following me all the time. Now, I don't really think about it all the time, but I still, I you don't get rid of an eating disorder. You live yeah. with it. And I'm grateful for it because it makes me appreciate life. Mm-hmm.